An independent group of prominent Pacific leaders has condemned the AUKUS security pact, saying it goes against the spirit of the Blue Pacific. The deal between Australia, the United States and the United Kingdom will see Canberra forking out billions of dollars over the next 30 years to acquire a fleet of nuclear submarines. The Pacific Elder's Voice is accusing Australia of deliberately exploiting a loophole in the Pacific Nuclear Free Treaty it is party to, which permits the transit of nuclear-powered craft such as submarines. A spokesperson for the group, former Kiribati President Anote Tong, says it's also disappointing, as a member of the Pacific Islands Forum, that Australia would commit such a staggering amount of money to militarisation when it's a signatory to the 2050 Strategy for the Blue Pacific which is a strategy that identifies the climate crisis as the region's single greater security threat. He spoke with Kuroi Hawkins. Well, it's, um, I think you know that uh, as a region in the Pacific, uh, we've always been saying la- loud and clear that uh, the greatest challenge to our security has been climate change. It's always been at the top of the agenda. And of course, um, you know, that has never really attracted a lot of support, including from Australia in the past. And so this sudden change of uh, gear and with a, a commitment of over $300 billion to uh, a project uh, which is part of the AUKUS agreement, it's, uh, you know, it, uh, it, it seems to speak very loudly that um, the security priority of Australia and the AUKUS partners is different from our priority. We also have the uh, existing arrangements in the region with respect to the, the nuclear, okay, because we've had about Many of our member countries have had uh, very bad experiences with nuclear testing in the past. Now, we're seeing um, after following this announcement, um, uh, Australia's Prime Minister stopped over in Fiji and quickly made assurances to uh, Sidivini Rambuka in Fiji about the the AUKUS deal not breaching the Treaty of Rarotonga. We had uh, Mark Brown, the Forum Chair and PM of Cook Islands, who said initially um, in the Cook Islands that he thought this would be going against the principles of the Treaty of Rarotonga, but then later backtracking on that, having gone to Washington and saying they've reassured him that it hasn't. What's your thought on the, the messaging and the... I guess I wouldn't say advocacy, but the 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 moves to reassure Pacific leaders from Australia, uh, from the US, about the deal not breaching the Treaty of Rarotonga. Well, I, I think this is precisely the point. I think it's the it speaks to the lack of consultation at, at the early stages. I mean, the consultation now are taking place, but um, if that had taken place before all of this had happened, I think it would have removed all of these concerns. And I think I'm sure. If we all understood what it involves, I'm sure uh, if, if Pacific leaders were happy with it and the region feel that there is no threat to the existing arrangement, that the security, uh, is, uh, what they are being focused upon is not, uh, is not being challenged, then uh, I'm sure we would have nothing, no opposition to what's going on. But it's the consultative process that's been lacking. Your, your statement says you're urging Pacific Island leaders to take a decisive and ethical stand on this important matter and not to be subsumed by the rhetoric from the AUKUS nations. What, what do you mean by this? What's the call here for our Pacific Island leaders today? Well, it's, um, again, it's a question of priorities. Um, our priority has always been a peaceful uh, Pacific. Our priority has been to step up to the challenge of climate change, which, uh, which is an existential threat for most of our countries in the region. It's about survival. And so there's got to be a stepping up. And I think uh, if, if, um, if the focus continues to be at the military, at a strategic level, then 
that, that would uh, uh, redirect attention away from what is and remains our biggest threat. Now, um, the Pacific Islands Forum leaders are meeting later this year. What, what role do you think the Pacific Islands Forum as a regional body also plays in terms of having Australia around the table and, and advocating and speaking to them later this year for the leaders? Well, Australia is a part of the Pacific family. And I think Australia has, has got to step up as a part of the Pacific family. And so that is precisely the kind of consultation process that needs to happen all the time. All the time, any time that a major decision like this is taken, I think it is important to be a part of it, that everybody becomes a part of it. I think we've known what's happened in the past when uh, others of uh, some countries have been felt left out and so we get a fragmentation we don't want to repeat it just recalling on that point obviously when the solomon islands um struck up a security deal with china australia and new zealand and and a lot of uh foreign partners were quite concerned about there being no consultation about that maybe uh, are you saying that that could play into into uh sort of i i guess walking the talk is i guess what i'm trying to get at here well absolutely i think it's got to be uh uh, every way process, not just a one-way process. I think um, as all parties to, uh, after all, we have we all have an interest in what goes on in our region, in our blue Pacific. Okay, and so let's all be part of it. Let's uh, let's not do something on the side and then which will affect the blue Pacific uh, agenda. And uh, hope that it's uh, you know we're just picking something that is of interest to us, but maybe detrimental to the interest of others. And I think it is important that consultation process is very healthy, very robust. Now, um, um, New Zealand isn't yet a member of AUKUS, but we've had um, questions put to New Zealand, uh, the New Zealand government in uh, recent weeks, and they've said that while they've sort of ruled out nuclear-powered submarines being party to other aspects of the AUKUS deal, uh, sounded like something that they were considering. What is your, your message to New Zealand who's considering or on the fence in terms of whether it should sign up to AUKUS as well in some capacity? Well, I, I think New Zealand is taking a very rational uh, stance. I think New Zealand is examining the, uh, the arrangement in detail and picking parts of it, which uh, are not in conflict with the existing arrangement and are not in conflict with the uh, our vision of a, a peaceful Pacific. And so I, I think maybe... There needs to be more clarity, there needs to be more consultation, there needs to be more information on what, what's being planned, all of uh, the different aspects of it, so that we can all understand it and come to terms with it and accept it. Or maybe pick up the pieces like New Zealand is doing. The Pacific Elders' Voice is an independent group of prominent regional leaders, which includes former presidents and prime ministers.